Hey, it's me, Foxford, from the Puppet Hideaway, and you're listening to a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. It's Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Roll it. Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hey everyone, <coughs> welcome to this episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. I'm your host, Jake Devenbaugh, and as always, our co-host, Chris McSpee, and Matt Bingo with his pal, Julius Snoof. How you guys doing? We're good. Hello. We're doing good, Jakey. How you doing? That's good to hear. I'm doing great, as always, every episode. And Matt, or Julius, what do we have for today? Well, first off, we'd like to welcome everybody to the continuation of our second anniversary month, the Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Yes, we are celebrating all month long our second anniversary. Hooray! As for today's Ooh. guest, Matt, uh, our special guest today is a puppeteer who's also a puppet builder. He served as a, a assistant Muppet performer for Sesame Street, right-handing for Big Bird, being the back half of Snuffy, among a few others. And he was also one of the cast members of the uh, 2019 iteration of our previous guest, Marty Robinson's off-Broadway musical, All Hallows Eve. Please welcome Austin Costello. Welcome, Austin. How you doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. I'm happy to see you. Glad to finally be here. You guys did nice homework, too. Okay. You got me in the back yes. end of Snuffy. Cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've heard about the back, end of, back half of Snuffy. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, yes, we'll, definitely. Uh, from a previous guest. Right. Uh-huh, so, yeah. we know who you are, and I kind of, well, we kind of did uh but in your own words would you kind of introduce yourself a little bit sure yeah i'm i'm austin costello i'm a puppet artist from long island uh and i love doing all things puppet and theatery and puppet video projects and all that fun kind of stuff i uh i've really found a uh, a good place in the world of puppetry uh, and all different kinds of puppets too which has been a good time awesome so what was your background like and how did you grow up I grew up a major Muppet geek. Uh, so Chris, your room there is a lot like what my room still looks like, my yeah. workroom here. All kinds <laughs> yeah, of Muppet yeah. stuff, all the videotapes, all the books, all the plush toys. And uh, in the same way that people might know um, the stats of a baseball player, I knew the stats of the Muppet performers. Yeah, that's Frank Oz. He does Miss Piggy and Grover and Bert and Cookie Monster. And he does Yoda. Now Yoda's not a Muppet, but a Muppet geek. And uh, when I was 13, <laughs> I found my way, uh, long story short, to uh, the set where the Sesame team was shooting a direct-to-video special. And uh, there I met Marty Robinson, who you guys have talked to. And he kind of took me under his wing and mentored me for many years. And uh, kind of here we are now, doing lots of things in Puppetland, thanks to the help of him and other people who've uh, mentored me through time. Yes. Uh, we've Yeah, like you said, we've interviewed Marty. He's wonderful. And we interviewed oh his gosh, uh, yes. wife, Annie Evans, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. Which Marty made, himself made a cameo appearance on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, he was like, he oh, that's oh, always... these guys. Oh, these <laughs> yeah, it's lots of little things things of him up here. I have an Audrey too. There's a Snuffy up on my shelf, so he'll be in the background. Wow. Oh. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Also, so, so I'm, I'm kind of curious, what got you into puppetry? Yeah, I was a uh, a big, big Muppet fan. I mean, like everybody else, 
presumably around our age. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of watching the Muppet Show on TV when it was in reruns, watching Sesame Street, of course. And then uh, when I was in probably seventh or eighth grade, I said to myself, either I have to stop watching Sesame Street or I have to find a way to make money doing it. Uh, and so thankfully, I found that uh, the puppets can can be a gig, can be a real job. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So now before working on Sesame Street, you first worked at the Jim Henson company. Uh, can you, yeah. can you talk a bit about your work with them? Yeah, I was, uh, I interned for them uh, at first in the summer of probably, I think it was 2015. I interned for them. And uh, some of the jobs that I had, I had to dust Jim Henson's light up moose head, you know, from like all the archival photos that yeah, picture yeah, yeah. the moose, mm-hmm. that, so they, they left I have a picture of me dusting it somewhere. I'm like, don't break it. Whatever you do, don't break it. It belonged to Jim Henson. And uh, yeah, doing little odds and end jobs actually in their archives first with Karen Falk, who I just love. And uh, she's been, she's been a good friend and another kind of Muppet geek source for me. Um, yeah. So I did a lot of work in the archives there. And then I built like 1100 arm rods or something. I didn't have any skin on my finger one summer from ripping gaffer's tape to wrap the rod. All right. That was one rip two. you know, so making just hundreds and hundreds of them. And uh, yeah, the Henson company is a great gig. Again, it's in, uh, it's in New York. So it was like a convenient thing for me. Great drive to the internship and then uh, I worked there for a summer as well doing um, all kinds of helping clean up and move things around and hey can I open this box and be a box of Muppets Tonight prototype puppets you know anything crazy that would just show up in the workshop one day so uh, it's always always moving always shuffling things through there (laughs) that's awesome so I'm so I'm kind of curious like specifically like what were some of your favorite um, like Henson or Muppet projects growing up Ooh. um I grew up, I still have my childhood copy of The World of Jim Henson, which I'm surprised this tape still even plays. I must have watched this video a million, million times. And uh, it was like a scavenger hunt watching that and trying to figure out, okay, what is the Jim Henson hour? This was before YouTube, so we didn't have access to that. We didn't have access to uh, Song in the Cloud Forest and the Fantastic Miss Piggy show and old Sesame Street and old Muppet show. You know, a lot of that wasn't out there yet. So uh, it was really cool to like uh, watch this production to kind of go forward from there again had a lot of muppet show tapes and uh a lot of the old sesame videos too oh nice hey nice now didn't you didn't you also do some work for uh jim henson's red book as well yeah yeah i wrote for the red book yeah that was fun it was uh kind of unexpected because i'm really i don't consider myself a writer uh, or a journalist or anything like that. But Karen Falk would say, okay, your assignment today is uh, go ahead and write about the Carol Burnett Muppet Show episode, the Kenny Rogers episode. And then that would branch off. Okay, well, let me go to Muppet Wiki and double check where else they appeared uh, <laughs> and what else they did with the Muppets and kind of hone in on that. And then it was kind of cool because what I would do, uh, I would write, let's say the, uh, I think I wrote for the Marty, Fel- was it Marty Feldman one. Anyway, I wrote for a handful of them. And it was nice because what I was able to do was then go through the archives folders and scan images that maybe people hadn't seen. So there's like some character art that's out there that made its way, hopefully on the Muppet Wiki by now, um, that hadn't been out there yet. And I said, hey, Karen, do we have anything on Sop With the Camel? Oh yeah, we've got a character sketch by Carolee Wilcox from you know the mid seventies. Yeah, you could scan that in and put it online, great. So uh, kind of fun to be able to serve the other Muppet geeks in that way, kind of dig around. <laughs> awesome. Very nice. No- now, for those who don't know what the Jim Henson uh, Red Book is, I guess it's kind of like a, what, what, a daily log? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah, pretty it was much. Jim's journal uh, for a long time, and he would write down yep. uh, important events that would go on with the dates and little notes about it. And then the Red Book um, 
which was a part of the Henson Company website, uh, they would embellish on those things. So again, if he said shot Muppet Show with Carol Burnett, then I would write, okay, on this episode of the Muppet Show, I don't think it's you know up online anymore, but that was the uh, the idea. We're going to go in and embellish. And I think the book, I have it on my shelf, so Imagination Illustrated gives a lot more of that too. That's kind of an expanded red book. Wonderful book. Nice. Mm. Very nice. Awesome. Very nice. So now with Sesame Street, how did you begin working with them? Yeah. Uh, when I was in my, I was just about to go into my third year at the University of Connecticut. My major was in puppet arts. And so I got to know Marty Robinson even better and a few of the other Muppet performers. And I was invited to what was at the time a, uh, an audition, uh, but turned into a workshop. Uh, by audition. You had to like send in a videotape. Uh, at least it was uploaded to YouTube. It wasn't actual videotape. And uh, then they would kind of screen through them, invite you in, and then you did like a two and a half or three day workshop with the Muppet performers. It was Peter Linz and Marty Robinson and Matt Bogle. And um, I'm a big believer in even when something is not an audition, yeah, it's only a workshop. It's only a workshop. It's still always an audition. They're still always kind of looking at you as a character and how you read the room and how you respond and react to things. Um, so by doing that workshop and getting to know some of the other Muppet performers well, um, one day I got an email. Hey, are you free? I think it was like April 15th to come work Sesame. Yeah. And when I, when I woke up from being passed out, just fainting from hearing the news, <laughs> I, uh, I said, yes, I'll be there. Absolutely. No problem. And the first thing I did was uh, it was a big octopus puppet. It was me and uh, Stephanie DeBruzzo and Liz Hara. Oh, all doing nice. rods Aww. for a uh, for an octopus puppet um, with with Marty Robinson doing the lead. This big big uh, bobbly headed octopus. Very oh funny. yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen yes. the episode that that octopus. Yeah, in, and real so, funny. Yeah. For those who don't yeah. uh, know, the character is called the Bagels and Octopus, which was in an episode <laughs> in season forty six. Yes. Yeah, that's right. The Bagels and Octopus. Yeah, it was that. Uh, <laughs> they they have to leave Hooper's store, <laughs> but don't want Cookie Monster to go in and eat a cake they've been working on. So Grover has a bagel and locksmith company, uh, and he can't get the uh, can't get the alarm code off. And when Chris Chris Knowings sets it off, mm -hmm. uh, he gets he gets attacked by this big octopus in a security outfit. Really <laughs> silly. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, so what are some of your earliest memories watching Sesame Street growing up? Ooh. Um, yeah, I mean, I had I had the books and again the videotapes and all that. I know I watched um, the twenty was it twenty fifth anniversary special. It was a blue videotape. Uh, I watched that with my granddad. I watched that video over and over and over and over again. Uh, yes, oh, a great uh, a great compilation special. Oh, yeah, great, Old stuff, great new rapper and stuff. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, really yeah. good one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, exactly. We have it. Really, I love yeah. that one. Yeah, I, I, I had sure. that copy, but it's based same. DVD, Fantastic so. special. Yeah. Well, again, I'm I'm still big into videotapes, and uh, as am I. Two, as am I. Another another favorite, uh, the Being Green tape. That, that's a oh, good yes. one. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah, I got mine. I think I think we have oh, my, two. I think I have that too. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. My my own puppet company, um, stuck in LVCR Puppet Productions. I uh, I kind of like the idea of nostalgia. I love the idea of old videotapes and record albums. Like I have a jukebox. You know, I'm into all this good old stuff, and uh, I think it's kind of fun to bring some of that feeling back with puppets, whether they be kind of primitive or, or done uh, intentionally primitively. Uh, it's kind of kind of a fun way to go about it. Definitely. So, sure. you know, growing up, uh, who are some of your favorite Sesame Street characters? Oh, Telly and Snuffy, which kind of makes sense. 
seeing as uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. seeing as Marty was a big icon for me. And uh, I love the count and Bert and Ernie and of course Kermit doing the news reporter bits and uh, I love a lot of the uh, a lot of the giant puppets that they would do. You know, so Snuffy and Big Bird, and uh, even aside from Sesame, I love Fog and Sweetums. The big full body Muppets really. Uh, I, I love doing full body mascot kind of puppets. So uh, that, that oh, yeah. kind of evolved in that for me. Definitely, there are a lot of good ones. My favorite Sesame Street character, I think, would probably be Grover. Uh yeah, Grover's terrific. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Seems to be most was... people's favorites on this show. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. like Grover. Yeah. I mean, the Grover and Mr. Johnson bits are just like, oh my God, so iconic. 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 Yeah, yeah for real. Very, very funny. Definitely. So many great characters. So, definitely. Yeah, which is kind of the fun, too, that I mean, all these great characters have uh, have made it through all these years. I mean, you look at Sesame Street yeah. and say, holy heaven, this show's been on forever. You know, so right. something is working <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's really incredible because oh, yeah. when the, when, when you're kind of being hired to work at the Muppets, they ask you to have um, bold, specific characters. You know, you have to be up on your monitor work and if you know, you're left and you're right, you're up and you're down mm. and all that. Um, but they also want you to have bold characters in your pocket. You know, nobody wants to watch a wishy-washy puppet show. Everybody wants to watch a character that is determined and has a purpose and has a reason. And that's, uh, you know, like this little floofy guy here, I see. He's got something purposeful going on. He's sniffing <laughs> for something. So, uh, you know, that's what they look for. Definitely. <laughs> so, do um, did you have any, like, favorite Sesame Street songs? Ooh, favorite songs? I love the Batty Bat. By oh, yes. yes, that's um, a great one. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I did. I did this big yes. Halloween show. Uh, um, it was kind of inspired by that number. I kind of like said, "Gee, let, let's evolve it from there." A, a big Halloween show that I did uh, last fall with two best friends of mine at my theater, and uh, that was kind of the the starting point is uh, with the Batty Bat. So that was one that always lives deep in me. Because I think it was on that 25th anniversary tape. That's probably yeah. why it was probably in there. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up again in a time before. There was a lot of YouTube. There were some CDs that were out there. You know, I had the cassette tapes when I was growing up too. That tells you some of it. And uh, I, I ended up ripping a lot of stuff off of YouTube. There was one website that was out there. I was thinking about this the other day. A website that was out there and it was a woman who was ripping like every track that she could from every Muppet media source. So I ended up just like making my own homemade CDs of like every Sesame song I could, every Muppet show track I could. I've got them buried away somewhere. And uh, yeah, and again, that's it, the whole thing too. They do, they just do such great music. I mean, they do great comedy, great music. And um, it's really been a gas to be able to hang around watching all that too. Because of course, you know, watching it on set, the stuff that doesn't make it to air is equally funny. You know, they don't turn the characters off just because the cameras aren't rolling. Uh, some great, great stuff that I've watched them do that <laughs> probably shouldn't be out there. <laughs> you know, Big Bird and Elmo and everybody. Definitely. And just wonderfully funny. So yeah, the music is terrific. Definitely. There are a lot of great ones. Uh, one of my favorites that's also on that uh, special is We Are All Earthlings. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, beautiful song. Classic, beautiful. amazing. Yeah. Beautiful song. Definitely. Yeah, beautiful cool. Song, beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do get some other tapes somewhere. I think they're all upstairs, though. Most of them are, yeah. That's fine. So uh, what was your first day like getting to work on the Sesame Street set for the first time? Ooh, it was kind of amazing and kind of terrifying <laughs> because, um, you know, I'd, like I said, I'd, I'd grown up knowing Marty Robinson and uh, getting familiar with a lot of the other gang there, Pam Marciero, who was lovely too. Um, so I had known a lot of them, 
at least on a high, how are you basis. But now it was different. It wasn't just, hey, Austin, come stand in the corner and watch what we do. Now it was, no, you have to come play too, which was kind of a wonderful invitation. But also all the people I wanted to be when I was a kid were now watching. <laughs> and we're on company money to make sure that I do it right. So don't blow a take. Don't get your head in the shot. Don't say anything. Actually, my very first take, uh, my very first shot at Sesame, we're doing this octopus. And I'm back to back with Marty. Actually, got rods right here. We're back to back with Marty. And we've got the octopus over our heads and three, two, one, go. And we start rolling backwards on rollies. And I fall right off and land on my back. Um, I yell, oh, crap. All right. Oh, so, first no. take, not going to happen. But the good news is the world kept turning. They didn't fire me. They didn't say, great, you last up your first shot. Then go back to Long Island. No, they were there. Okay, great. We'll do it again. Okay, okay, we're gonna be all right. <laughs> so, so there is hope for those of you who are uh, getting over puppet injuries or puppet goofs. But yeah, the first day, wonderful though. I mean, really lovely. And um, it's funny because they didn't need me to do it. It wasn't, hey Austin, you're the only guy who hold these couple of rods. It was uh, just a way of kind of seeing who would work well in the room and kind of play well with others. So I'm, I'm glad that they thought that of me. Definitely. Yeah, we we've heard about we've heard about those rollies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Heard a lot of stories about them. Yeah, they can be they can be wonderful. They could be death machines. This is like an eight hundred dollar one that Tyler Bunch recommended to me. It's like they could be they could be really wonderful and state of the art, or they could be clunky and scary and kill you. So right, your center of gravity is just right, right in the middle. Yeah, I actually, Mm. um, in school they had we had something uh, similar to those, like in middle school. That we used oh. to that we used to play on, and then oh my god, I was in a oh my god. the square, the square <laughs> color things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, I I, I, I so. had those in elementary school. It's, oh my god, it's, 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 it's real. in sixth grade I went on one of those, and I, I like chipped my uh, upper front tooth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh okay, all right, that's fun. That that'll 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 remind you. I have to be careful on. Yeah, that's that's fun. <laughs> And my family and the school system kind of went at it for a while about that too. So that was fun. Yeah, I can't say. I, I, yeah, I would do oh. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So are there any favorites you worked on that kind of like really like stick out as some of your favorites? Like favorite episodes? Uh, one, uh, it wasn't even an episode actually. It was um, the Macy's Parade. I had asked Marty and Matt for a couple of years, hey, can I do the parade? Matt Vogel, can I, uh, can I be a part of the parade somehow? I, I, I would love to do it. It's so cool. I live in New York. Look, I'm right here. Um, and I was working with uh, Marty and Jen Barnhart and Tyler Bunch and a bunch of others on, uh, on his project, All Hallows Eve. Marty did this amazing Halloween show a couple of years ago. And, um, and Marty said, yeah, yeah, let me text Matt. It had been October. Yeah, let me text him. It'll be the end of the month. And he says, hey, I can't get you in the parade, but I can get you in the rehearsal. Uh, they couldn't get Bryant Young out to be the back end of Snuffy for, uh, it would have been Sesame's, uh, I think, 50, 50th anniversary, I think it would have been the year. Um, and they were finally putting Snuffy in the Macy's Parade. They had never done it before. And so it was incredible. Uh, I, again, I'd been in Snuffy, I think, twice before, uh, once or twice before. And so we all met up at Herald Square, right at the corner of Macy's, which was amazing. And uh, it's a big compound. It was Jason Weber and a few of the Muppet Wranglers were there. Jason Weber, head of the New York shop. And... Uh, we got into Snuffy, and now we're going down 34th, and we're getting faster and faster and faster. Now inside Snuffy, it's a big bamboo structure. 
It's all bamboo rod that kind of gives them that incredible, beautiful shape. And you wear a backpack. But when you're in Snuffy, you kind of have to squat, arch your back, and spread your legs a little bit. And you put your feet into these two tennis shoes, and those are his feet. And uh, the way Snuffy walks, he walks the same foot at the same time, as far as I remember. Don't kill me, Marty. And uh, <laughs> and so now we're going faster and faster. And I'm like, I'm going to fall. I'm going to get killed. The belt buckle that's in there, the seat belt that has it in the back, uh, wasn't even around me all the way. I was not totally ready. I thought, this is it. I'm going to kill kill Marty. I'm just going to destroy Snuffy, and they're going to send me to the sun on a rocket to destroy me. Uh, but uh, no, it worked out. And it, was, it was just a fascinating thing. It was a beautiful picture out there. It's It's Snuffy you know, who they long thought to be imaginary under a big sign that says believe for Macy's oh. for Christmas. And that was kind of an amazing, uh, 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 I think Paul Rudolph took that picture. I think just an amazing uh, full circle uh, moment uh, for Snuffy. Cool. You know, we were all there and uh, just cool. So just, just a wonderful experience. But uh, I mean, working on the show, there's always like something funny going on. Uh, a lot of lovely people and a lot of really funny scripts that they do and a lot of goofy stuff they do off camera. Uh, every time I could, I would try to grab a honker. Uh, the honker, you know, the guys with the noses and the horns on their heads uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. and uh, try to try to stick one of them in the background. I love them as a kid. My brother loved them as a kid. So he's in the Ten background. Years. There's one, <laughs> there's a honker meticulously cleaning a counter in Hooper's store in one episode in the very beginning. I couldn't tell you which one. Season 51, probably. And uh, yeah, that, that's me in there. Like the honker, just uh, as OCD as I am about keeping things neat. <laughs> yeah we've we've heard about uh the back half of snuffy in fact jennifer barnhart uh told yeah. us uh uh what was it uh there was some big uh guy what was it uh running uh through manhattan i think it was oh uh, one of the marathons exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, that, it was that, one that of the marathons. Yeah, that might be it. And you just, you just see, you just see Snuffy going all, all through Manhattan, and people are stopping traffic trying to get a glimpse of Snuffy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 she said, like, like when once once he starts, you're going full speed, and you better catch up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You that, better catch that, uh, up. That's a test that Marty puts you through. It's a challenge that he does, where um. We shot a mannequin challenge back when that was like a viral thing to do. Oh yeah, I remember love the mannequin and, uh, challenge. And they and they oh, called. Uh, really they cool. said, "Okay, everybody, that's lunch." Yeah. Boom! He books it. He is running full like stampede, snuffleupagus speed, and I'm in the back like, "Okay, gotta keep up, gotta keep up, don't fall." And then he gets out and he shakes my hand. Nice job, and I'm like, "Yeah, nice job, nice job, nothing. You're trying to kill me back here." <laughs> <laughs> it's a test. You know, it, it's kind of a rite of passage to kind of torture the new kids. And I've heard stories from Ryan Dillon and from others about how they just, uh, yes. you know, they, they kind of haze yep. you in a little bit, but they do it lovingly. So have we. So have we. We've heard stories yeah. about that too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my Muppet yep. hazing story then. Running full speed in the back of Snuffy. Twice, actually. <laughs> Twice? So wow. at, at Macy's and on set. You know, at Macy's when we're out in front of the uh... world, on set where we're in front of a tons of money that's rolling every second. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Pretty much. So, moving on from Sesame Street, you were one of the cast members in Speaking of Marty Robinson, his off-Broadway musical All Hallows Eve. Yeah. What was it like working on that? Yeah, well, it was cool. It was. Um, I mean, I love just after him. I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of him. I think still lives in me all these years later. Um. I love I love Halloween. I love big puppets. I love creatures and stuff. I don't like evil demonic -y kind of things, but I love all kinds of big Halloween puppets. And uh, so that was a total gas. I mean, again, that was an amazing situation. The first time I did it, 
it was up at the National Puppetry Conference's home, uh, the O'Neill, the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the first time yeah. I worked on that, it was for a, I think it was a, uh, a Henson grant that Marty had gotten to do the show up there for a couple of nights. So we, we rehearsed for a few weeks. Again, it was a lot of us, maybe maybe 12 or so of us at least. And um, just super, super cool. I mean, just incredible turning this old barn that's up at the O'Neill into this creepy haunted house theater walkthrough experience. And then when it came down to New York, uh, it was even more amazing because Marty gave me one of the principal characters to play, you know, big, this giant, crazy clown. Uh, his picture's out there somewhere, I'm sure. Or I've got a bunch of them anyway. And uh, yeah, just super cool. Just just an amazing honor. And he said to me one of the very first days, he slaps a script down in front of me. He goes, hey, uh, read this. I want you to try the clown. And I'm like, okay, well, what do, what do you want him to sound like? Yeah, kind of scuzzy, kind of scary. I said, kind of like Krusty the Clown. So, uh, okay, Krusty the Clown. And, and that's kind of how I do my, my hook for a lot of characters that I do. Um, which was advice that he kind of gave me a long time ago. Think about voices you could do. And, and my way to get to it is by doing lousy impressions of other characters. Mm. Uh, so when I did this clown, hey, it's great to be a clown. Yeah, a kid and a clown go into a dark forest. And, uh, you know, so that was kind of the bit, this big schmaltzy, ritzy clown who's just a total dirtbag. Uh, and that was kind of the way that we got to doing that. So it was a wonderful, a wonderful honor to be a part of that and really lovely to uh, join so many nice people that I look up to, even still look up to. And uh, it's a cool, cool experience. Fun to be able to go, you know, take the subway down to the village and do our show and then hang out at night, whatever. Uh, it's a cool old theater that really lent itself well to doing a creepy Halloween show. <laughs> Definitely. And I know, um, also speaking of Marty, you've done a handful of uh, Little Shop of Horrors shows as a puppeteer and puppet instructor. Yeah. What was it like working on that? Yeah, I love Little Shop. There was a, a period where I went through in college where I was just watching the movie over and over and over again, studying it. And now the movie, of course, is different from the stage performance of it. But, right. um, you know, of course, most of the bones are there. Um, yeah, I, I love doing Little Shop. I think it's a terrific musical. Songs are really great. And again, that's another part of, I guess, Marty that's sort of in my blood is another generation of puppet guys now. And uh, again, it's big puppets. It's a fun, creepy musical. There we have it. It's, it's a lot of things that I look for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you also have done some work for the Puppet Puppet Kitchen. Can you talk a little bit yeah, about that? Uh, puppet Kitchen, sure. Well, I was taking classes there for a long time. It's actually Puppet Kitchen. It's funny. Puppet Kitchen is built into the same theater that we did All Hallows Eve. Oh, so I'd wow. be working. Yeah, That's it was really wow. amazing. Where uh, it was it was through a doorway, and then you're back in the old Puppet Kitchen spot. It's called Puppet Kitchen because it was a kitchen, by the way. It's not just where puppets are cooked or something. Um, they had big refrigerators <laughs> that turned into cabinets and uh, big big slop sinks and whatever. So um, yeah, it was cool. It was really really again really lovely. Um, I had been going to Puppet Kitchen taking classes. I believe in uh, taking beginners classes from lots of different professionals because I want to hear how Jen Barnhart's going to teach. I want to hear how Stephanie DeBruzzo is going to teach, how Paul McGinnis is going to teach, Noel McNeil, Tyler Bunch, all these people, uh, how they're all going to do puppet basics. Here's your lip sync. Here's your eye focus. Here's your lefts and rights and whatever. Yeah, there you go. All right. Get that monitor focus on. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly right. It's mirrored on Zoom though, so it's not that useful. Anyhow, right. so I was going there for a long time. And finally, there was a change in uh, a change in the company and they asked if I would take on uh, running their monitor night, uh, which was a monthly puppet workshop, you know, for monitor puppetry. You know, you you go in and it would be James Voital or it would be, again, Noel McNeil or a lot of these New York-based uh, puppet folks. And we would uh, take let me know, two or three hours and go through the basics. And then it would be opened up for really the people who knew what they were doing uh, to go in and learn a technique where we would learn about um, one shot, two shot. And, you know, great, I came in here 
and then here comes the other guy and you, you know how do you compose the frame or uh, that really specific you know talking upstage or you know high and low and walking really right down straight to the camera so a lot a lot of really cool techniques that we were able to kind of share there and instruct a lot of people um, and for some people it was just like a weird fun thing to do we had one couple come in that said yeah we try to do a weird thing every month and we were like oh i guess this is our month to be the weird thing <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know these, these uh, odd people from new york but you know new york a lot of odd people i don't know where you guys are from but you know we're, we're full of it here <laughs> i'm from uh massachusetts oh great and me and matt live in maryland which we're actually both an hour and a half away from each other oh are you guys going to the yeah. puppeteers of america festival we are cool we'll good yeah. awesome actually Actually, it's like a, about a half hour from on, on a good day. On a good day, yeah. on a good day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is because because I hear traffic isn't the best in the morning. No, it's yeah. not. No, not not in the Washington area. And I was just down there yeah. a few months ago. Not, not I stopped in Washington. At that salmon area. Friends Memorial that they have. You guys have seen that? Oh, yeah. That beautiful yep. concrete uh, Salmon Friends Park mm. set up. Beautiful, really, really amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but we'll be we'll be there. Cool. Awesome. Good. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, Puppeteers of America and Unima and uh, the National when, Puppetry Conference, all things for puppet people to know about. Really important. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We're right now we're trying to figure out what days to go and that kind of thing. But I think Great. we'll definitely be there on, on the on the last day though, because I hear the last day is really going to be fun. Oh yeah. So uh, cool. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there some days for cool. the festival. Right yep. on. Yeah, it's a good time. Sweet. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. So uh, you also worked as a director for the Hudson Vagabond Puppets. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hudson Vagabond is an old, old puppet company from, uh, it's got to be from the early 80s. I don't, I don't even honestly know the whole history of it because it's kind of had a funny history. Well, one, uh, there's a theater company nearby um, where I live here on Long Island, uh, where the man who runs it bought the puppet company and has kind of remounted their shows. So I've directed... Um, two or three again large you know giant puppets like a giant spider puppet or a big huge butterfly uh they have a dinosaur show that they would do that was all walk around puppets and kind of the amazing thing is that i saw their dinosaur show when i was a kid so to then be directing the dinosaur puppets myself i was like oh, it's a crazy full circle thing uh really just lovely to be able to say great i did this as a kid now i'm an adult making an adult making money doing it <laughs> so it's a really uh lovely field to be in full circle stories <laughs> definitely mm -hmm. yeah, for sure so aside from puppeteering for television and theater you've also built many of your own puppets over the years how did that come into play for you well i figured if i'm gonna be a puppet performer or a theater so i did i started um just with like hot glue and felt and burned myself a lot and made a lot of terrible mistakes and made a lot of really lousy puppets. But over time I said, all right, let me, uh, well, when it was actually when I took my first Muppet workshop where I said, all right, now I know what they look and they feel like, how do I replicate it? And I went out and bought the fleece and I bought the, uh, the foam and the contact cement and all the pieces that I would need for it. And, uh, that was when I was in college. So again, I, I have my undergraduate degree in puppet arts from the university of Connecticut. Um, and the undergrad program is a four year program that involves building and performing and designing and directing puppets of all kinds. So I was already getting trained in shadow puppets and marionettes and rod puppets and TV puppets and, and moving mouth puppets and glove puppets, name it. Um, but, uh, I started building puppets probably, oh, when I was in 
sixth or seventh grade, probably. So it's like, what, like 2005, maybe? <laughs> nice, nice. So I started really crude, but I love building puppets. I, I freelance a lot, um, you know, for people around the country building as well. It's kind of a, a joy to do. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some pictures on your uh, website and social media of some of the puppets you've built. They're very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, thanks a lot. It's really Appreciate amazing. It. Thank yeah. You. Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course. Of course. So now currently you work at the Long Island Children's Museum Theater, designing, yeah. building and performing various different types of puppets. What's what's that like? Yeah, it's my my second house. <laughs> I work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Long Island. Nice. <laughs> I'm there. Oh. I'm there constantly. Today's one of the rare days where I'm off. Um, but I love doing it. Gosh, I love that place. Um, yeah, Long Island Children's Museum is is Long Island's like massive children's museum uh, a few minutes from my home. It was an old airplane hangar to give you the idea of the size. So it's massive. And they've got a really lovely intimate theater in there. Uh, it's like less than 150 seats. And we do uh, about three or four main stage performances a year. We present shows, we produce shows. And uh, back in 20, my very first ever puppet job was on the same stage where I'm working today. So there's another full circle thing. I'm all about like full circle puppet moments. And that was, uh, that's an incredible thing to be able to do now. You know, the same, I mean, I went to this museum when I was a kid. They had a doozer on display from Fraggle Rock. Uh, and I remember oh, seeing that. Wow. Like, wow, Muppets on display. And now wow. I work there, which is crazy cool. And then, uh, yeah, my very first ever puppet gig was on the same stage. And that was 13 years ago, something like that. 12, nice. 12 years ago wow. and uh i just love being there we do a lot of shows based on literature so right now we're doing elephant and piggies we're in a musical we're in a play and uh don't let the pigeon drive the bus the musical so uh oh, cool. and for that i've, I've built the pit awesome. i don't know if you guys have read these books but they're hilarious kids books by mo willems who wrote for sesame street so it's all piled that's on that's right of yes you know no, mo willems yeah yeah he's terrifically funny and so right now we're doing these great musicals that uh, that have just been selling out like crazy. Elephant and Piggy has been called the Hamilton of kids theater because uh, you can't get tickets for it. We've had scalpers. We've had parents crying. We've had everybody wants to get into our little theater. And again, it's such a small theater. But it's nice. We get to do a long run, you know, to get all these people in. We can only have so many people at a time, but it's really a joy to be there. And really an incredible thing to me or that I feel is incredible to be a person a kid's first time seeing puppets seeing theater seeing storytelling you know we have people come in you know, every week oh this is my kid's first show crazy cool come on in welcome and really just a joy to be able to do uh, the highest quality theater that we can and uh, there's a great team of people there a, a man named jim packard who i love so much who's been another mentor to me who uh, who runs the theater there he's been knocking himself out doing this great show or this great whole theater for uh, for about 20 years now and so, uh, yeah, I've been I've been very blessed to have a lot of mentors who I really love and look up to and uh, respect. And I want to be mentors for people, too, you know, so I'm uh, really glad to share puppet stuff when I can. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Galpers for a puppet show. Who would have thought? Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, scalpers. That's My right. Yeah, exactly. Goodness. Yeah. You, you wouldn't think so. But they're out there. People that no, want it bad enough. Really it's nice. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, it's it's also kind of interesting. You mentioned like like kids' first theater show. Yeah. Um, we uh, well, my dad and I went up to uh, see Sesame Street the musical when it was in New York last fall. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was first off, it was wonderful. Uh, yeah. it, it was it was a lot of kids there though, and uh, it was for most of them it was their first uh, theater show uh, on Broadway. So. 
it was his first. Hey, <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. you're you're a kid at heart. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there's so, a lot yeah, of that. I, I can generally quote about it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Definitely. So now for any up and coming uh, puppeteer who wants to get into that field, I know you talked a little bit earlier about uh, getting advice, but what piece of advice would you give to anyone who wants to get into puppetry as a profession? I would say uh, in puppetry, you have to be the hardest boss you're ever going to have. If you don't want it, if you don't want it like mad, it's not going to happen. It's not going to fall into your lap. Um, you have to absolutely uh, work beyond hard. You have to uh, meet as many people as you can, go to as many shows as you can, study it as hard as you can. There's a difference between fandom and craft. And I had to learn that, you know, because I got all the fandom. Yeah, I got all the books and the DVDs and everything. Yeah, I love that joke that Miss Piggy does on that one. But then there's why is the joke funny? Then there's why is Frank Oz brilliant? You know, there's how does the puppet do this one mm-hmm. move that makes it so believable or so funny? Because again, we're watching puppets, you know, they're toy, they're objects. You know, there's no life to them except the life that we give them, you know, by any means of performing them. And um, right. I, I would say just to really study the craft, study the, uh, the characters and really just work so, so hard at it. Absolutely. And if you want it bad enough, you're either going to make it happen or something's going to come to you, but you got to meet in the middle at least and be ready for it. Of course, definitely, definitely a great piece of advice. That goes for everything, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what would you like to say to those who have supported the projects you've worked on over the years? Oh, gosh, just I'm just so thankful for so many people that have been in my life and uh, who've believed in me, who've given me a shot, who've, uh, you know, been there to kind of pick me up or push me forward and to kind of watch me fly when I'm flying on my own and to kind of catch me when I stop flying. And I've just got incredible support of parents and family and a wife and, uh, uh, my brother and just my my all the bosses I've had all the Marty Robinsons all the Jim Packards all the Hudson Vagabond people everybody uh, at the Children's Museum you know just uh, very beyond blessed thank God for all these people oh definitely yeah definitely for sure so if people would like to connect with you where can people find you cool yeah I'm on Instagram I try to post only puppet stuff on my Instagram stuck in LVCR I'm on there uh Gosh, I have a website that I've been working on. I have not had time to work on a website. I mean, you guys said you saw it and I'm almost embarrassed. <laughs> it's needed a facelift for probably two years. I started working on it during COVID and then said, oh, now I'm working too much, which is kind of a good sign. And uh, yeah, we're doing a puppet slam on Long Island in June at the uh, Cinema Arts Center in Huntington, where we're going to have um, nice. some really wonderfully funny puppet artists. That's at Cinema Arts Center, Huntington, June 1st of the uh, year. Is it 2023? <laughs> so uh yeah lots, lots of ways to come find me come visit the children's museum theater come see a show and uh come say hi or something like that nice nice links yeah. to your social media and uh your website will be in the description down below for people right. to connect with you so since we're about to wrap up the last question that uh jake's about to ask is the question that we ask all of our guests at the end yes so of course you know this podcast is called jake's happy nostalgia show when you think of nostalgia what do you think of, or in your own words, how would you define the word nostalgia? Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer those in opposite order. How would I define nostalgia? I would define nostalgia as uh, kind of anything from maybe a simpler time in life, maybe when you're growing up, that kind of brings you comfort, brings back good memories, good, fun memories. And uh, I think, what do I think of when I think of nostalgia? I think of watching, watching Muppet Show tapes. I think it's sitting in my grandparents' basement with a little TV or, uh, 
you know, going to, going to children's museums with my parents and seeing puppets on display, going to puppet shows. And uh, I, I just love that feeling. And I know that it's maybe a cheap cash grab to play off of feelings, but I think uh, when you can really make somebody happy with your craft, it's really a gift. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Great And so Thank you. tomorrow we're actually interviewing one of your uh, great friends, Cam Garrity. Oh, I love Cam Garrity. Oh gosh, I'm nuts about Cam Garrity. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I love I love his podcast too, Puppeteers with Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me think of something to like ask you to ask him just to bust his chops a little bit. Gosh, I love Cam. Yeah, we we went to the uh the National Puppetry Conference for many years together. You know what you should ask him? Somebody write this down. Okay. Um <laughs> ask him if scraping ketchup off of a burger is legitimate <laughs> because he and i for years have said if they put ketchup on a burger i didn't have, you can't just scrape it off it's still going to taste like ketchup <laughs> right. he'll know he'll know exactly who asked that question you know well we had we had a viewer write in and ask a question of him yeah, yeah Cam, uh, if somebody puts ketchup or mayo on a burger can it just be scraped off okay i got it Oh, that would be nice. Well, Austin, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This was a blast. Yeah, you are so very welcome. Just happy to hang with you guys, and nice to finally get to work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And and thank you so much, you know, for what you've done, you know, and to be a part of our lives and keep up your great work. And cannot what what's next for you? Oh, gee, thanks a lot. Yeah, God bless you guys. I hope uh, whatever you guys are working on goes well too. Eager to see what yes. we uh, what we come up with here. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. Again, Austin, thank you so much for doing this. We'll tell uh, Cam you said hi, and we'll yes. ask him yeah, that question anonymously. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta yeah, ask got him mind, anonymously so. first. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we had we had a viewer uh, write in and ask if you know yada yada yada. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be like okay. So uh, is is the <laughs> yeah right. Uh, that's great well enjoy the rest of your day austin yeah uh, thanks yes. King. take care nice to see you all yes, thank you, thank you. yes keep, it, keep in touch of course and i'll let you know when this goes up yeah great i'll be looking forward to it cool. all right take care austin enjoy the rest of your day bye, guys see you bye, bye. Bye. bye 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 it's goodbye from us as well yes, yes. indeed so we absolutely yes. enjoyed our time with austin costello and as always what do we say jake keep massage our lives see you next yes. time on more episodes Yes. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye, bye. <laughs>